Every day, the Rundown podcast keeps you in the loop about the people and places that shape Chicago. The show is possible thanks to the ongoing support of listeners like you who understand the value of our work to keep you engaged. Support the Rundown podcast at wbez.org slash rundown donate. And thank you. Good morning, Chicago. It's Monday. I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. Stacey Davis Gates, president of the Chicago Teachers Union, is still under fire after confirming that she enrolled her oldest child in a private high school this year. Critics are going after Davis Gates because she's been very vocal about her opposition to school choice programs that divert money from public schools. Davis Gates sent a letter to CTU members when multiple news outlets reported on this. The letter said her decision highlights the limited school options and disinvestment in black communities on the South and West Sides. And in case it isn't clear, Stacey Davis Gates and her son are black and they live on the South Side. Some Chicagoans are speaking up to defend her stance. No matter how you feel about it, this news about Davis Gates is happening at a pivotal moment when proponents are fighting to save a state-sponsored private school scholarship program called Invest in Kids. My colleague Sarah Karp is reporting that state Republicans and other proponents of the program plan to try to get it extended in the upcoming veto session. Now, the Chicago Teachers Union considers Invest in Kids a voucher program. And Davis Gates also wrote in her letter to members that the union continues to oppose siphoning public money to voucher programs. In a statement, Illinois Senate Republican leader John Curran called Davis Gates' decision hypocritical. He also invited her to join him in advocating for the Invest in Kids program, which, by the way, gives people tax credits in exchange for donations, even though he knows she doesn't support it. Cheeky. The long-awaited extension of the red line has taken one major step toward becoming a reality. The federal government will provide a little over half the money needed to extend the line south by nearly six miles. The whole project is projected to cost about $3.6 billion, and the money from the feds is out of President Joe Biden's infrastructure bill. Federal and city officials are celebrating the news. On Friday, Mayor Brandon Johnson called it a good day for the south side of Chicago. Today, we're beginning to right the historic wrongs. From this day forward, Southsiders are going to start to feel the change coming to their neighborhoods. Another large portion of the funding needed will come from new downtown taxing districts that former mayor Lori Lightfoot pushed to help pay for the project. Chicago's first casino officially opened its doors over the weekend. My colleague Tessa Weinberg is reporting that Bally's Chicago won approval from state regulators to open in the Medina Temple in River West. Regulators have been auditing the casino's operations last week. The city's portion of casino revenue will go toward paying pensions for retired city workers. Now, the Medina Temple location is only temporary. It can operate for up to three years, while Bally's constructs a permanent location at the Tribune Printing Plant site in River West. The permanent site is currently set to open in 2026. At the temporary location, doors will open seven days a week and offer three floors of slot machines and table games. Betters will also have three dining options to choose from. Residents must be 21 years or older to enter. As gamblers lined up outside the doors of the Medina Temple, my colleague Anna Savchenka caught up with a table games dealer on a smoke break. Lynn Williams has been a dealer for 26 years. 
In between puffs, she says her new job at the casino has been a leg up for her financially. I've been waiting for Chicago to get a casino, and I knew that once they did get one, that it would be life-changing for a lot of people as far as jobs and oppor different opportunities. Bally's says it pays dealers $9.50 an hour plus tips, and earlier this year was looking to hire 300 of them. The city has promised the casino will employ 3,000 people once it is fully up and running in its permanent River West location. And now for a few quick hits. It's September 11th. The attacks on New York and Washington, D.C. happened 22 years ago today. The victims will be remembered there and in the Chicago area this morning. The memorials include events in St. Charles, Elgin, and at Malcolm X College on the west side of Chicago. Officials in Illinois are celebrating the state's largest ever electric vehicle project. Chinese company Goshen will receive more than a half a billion dollars in incentives to operate an EV battery gigafactory in Mantino near Kankakee. The plant will produce batteries for electric cars, trucks, buses, and other vehicles that are built in the U.S. The company has agreed to invest at least $1.9 billion to create 2,600 jobs that pay more than the area's average wage for that type of work. It's expected to begin production next year. And the chair of the City Council's Committee on Immigrant and Refugee Rights has launched a new data portal. It'll have updates on efforts to support asylum seekers in Chicago. According to Block Club Chicago, Alderman Andre Vasquez announced the website on Friday. Welcome to Chicago.org. It'll have weekly updates on the number of migrants in the city, new arrivals, shelter locations, and other information, as well as efforts by Mayor Brandon Johnson's administration and city departments to address the ongoing humanitarian crisis. And the NFL kicked off over the weekend, and the Bears pretty much got embarrassed at their home game against the Green Bay Packers yesterday. They lost 38-20. As for the weather, it's a rainy day. Showers are expected on and off, but mostly on all day with highs in the low 70s. And that's it for now, but later today. I felt relief when I get out, when I cross the border, but at the same time was of the, one of the saddest moments in my life because maybe I will never come back. Erwin Lopez Rada explains the persecution he faced in Venezuela and what he appreciates about his new home in Chicago. That's part of a continuing conversation we're having on the show about what home means. Listen to that today at 2 o'clock on The Rundown. I'm Erin Allen. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you later.